Seven minutes after 11 o'clock. Glad to have you with us. Congress is uh, going to vote on uh, legislation that would extend federal funding until March. And they're going to what's going to happen here is the speaker is going to have to rely on Democrats to get on board with this in order to um, in order to prevent a quote unquote government shutdown. I wish the rest of the country saw the government shutdown the way I do. They don't, but I wish they did. Because they first they start off with non-essential services. Well, if they're not essential, why am I paying for them in the first place? Go ahead, stop it. Uh, but and and the Republicans have this nasty habit of caving. They throw in the towel when there's a government shutdown. Because they're standing on principle, they throw in the towel, and the message that sends to the general public is we were apparently wrong to begin with, and we caved. Versus, no, we're right, you got to cut the spending, and we're not going to give in because we don't want the country to collapse. They just don't have the backbone. But what they're going to do is circumvent conservative stalwarts who don't want to, you know, who actually want to stand on principle and don't want the spending to continue unabated. And the Democrats have to make a tough choice. The Democrats have to make a tough choice. Because the news media are on their side. If the Democrats don't join with the Republicans to pass this stopgap spending deal till March, if they don't join in and the government shuts down, the media will support the Democrats, the Republicans will look like evil ogres, and they'll collapse like they always do, and, 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 and you know, give in and vote for this. Every single day... Every minute, we are setting a new record for national debt. We only mark on this program the trillion-dollar records. You know, when we went from 33 to $34 trillion, we made a big deal about it, figure out how much time it takes to, to pay it down at a million dollars a day, blah, blah, blah. But you understand that's not the record. That record has been beaten already. It gets beaten every single day. You go to the national debt clock and watch those numbers spin like an old-fashioned slot machine in Las Vegas and realize that every dollar they add is a new record. A new record for national debt. And it won't stop. So I, frankly, side with those conservative Republicans who are not in favor of passing this stopgap measure. Somebody needs to get in front of the cameras and explain the size of the debt. And equally as important as explaining the size of the debt is to explain what's driving the debt. Because if they do that, people just might wake up. The stopgap spending measure is a continuing resolution. 
It will fund four departments until March. Uh, and the rest, uh, well, four till March 1st, the rest uh, till March 8th. It'll continue the laddered approach of the continuing resolution that was passed in November, the one that got the former Speaker of the House thrown out. Mike Johnson, the current Speaker, and uh, Chuck Schumer have agreed to overall spending levels for appropriations bills, uh, but that legislation will take time to draft and pass both chambers. The agreement among congressional leaders uh, was reported at Punchbowl News. So we're just going to keep spending. It, it's it's going to it's going to continue to happen. My guess is the Democrats are going to sign on to this because they're getting pretty much everything they want. Although resisting signing on to it would you know really paint the Republicans uh, in a bad light. It wouldn't if they would stick to their guns. If they would get out in front of the cameras and make their case. And, and it's so easy to make the case, it's absolutely undeniable. The, the Republicans have to make some sacrifices. They have to say, listen, uh, we want a strong military, but we can't afford to send them all over the world doing all kinds of things that we can't afford. We can't support other countries who are at war. We have a national debt. It is a concern. We're going to cut spending at the Pentagon. We're going to bring our military home. We're going to send those people back to the private marketplace uh, to find employment. We're going to trim the budget. But at the same time, the Democrats have to join us. They have to recognize that Medicare and Medicaid and that Social Security are the, the biggest drivers of the debt. And that continuing down this path means servicing the debt will become greater than the amount of money we spend on defense, even at current levels. Make that case. Show the people the numbers. Let them see how bankrupt we are. I think they can win this if they just have the testicular fortitude to make their case and stick with it. And you know, the left seem to think that they can take enough money from wealthy people to pay this down, but they, they can't. There's not enough money in the private marketplace to pay this debt off, much less pay it down. And when they take that money out of the hands of the people who've earned it, they can't invest it. And those people who are investing in the market are the people who are creating jobs. They're telling a corporation, we see what you're doing, we like what you're doing, you needed more money, we're going to buy some stock so that you can invest in these projects that we think are so worthwhile. We think you will use our money to increase the value of your corporation, you'll use it wisely, we're going to buy into it. We're going to buy a piece of your company. If you take that money away from people, if you punish them for making those investments, then you have fewer companies making fewer products and uh, fewer innovations because the resources aren't there. Rich 
people make that happen. Republicans can make that case. They can explain this. It is basic economics. But they won't. And this is an unsustainable trajectory. You you cannot. You, it's, it, I mean, think about this, people. The money we have promised through these social programs is in excess. This is over, in excess, better than, greater than, a hundred, one hundred trillion dollars. Let me go to the phones, 800-529-5572 or 874-9390 or go to GaryNolan.com. Let me go to Turner first. Turner, good morning. Good morning, Gary. Uh, you're preaching to the choir, and that's the problem. <clears throat> we keep sending rhinos to Washington, and you everybody wants to be nice to like the likes of Luke Kamire. He's he's no fighter, and it's high time we fight. It'll be two years ago in March that I called Randy Tober's show and told him that I'm 74 years old. Not now I am. I wasn't then, but. I've heard my whole life, look what he did. Oh, boy, look what he did. Just like that little Fauci. He's going he's gonna to squirm away from all this. And we've got to start sending some men to Washington. I'm so proud of Jim Jordan and Comer for going to hold that stupid Hunter Biden accountable when most of them, I'll guarantee you, stick their head under their wing and say, oh, it's all fixed now, so why would we want to punish him? We need to get some fighters there and stop sending these losers and stop propping them up, calling them good guys, and they're nice people. Maybe they are, but they don't belong in politics, ruining our lives. I don't disagree with you. Uh, it, okay. It is inevitable, Turner. It's inevitable. If we don't drastically cut the spending, this country will collapse. And we will not stop it as long as we send these losers to town. They're, right. They've got no, you're right. They've got no testicular fortitude. Well, you get it. People have to, A, get out and vote, and B, stop voting for Mr. Nice Guy. We can't stand it anymore. Ah, uh, you get and, it. And your, and your buddy Ramaswamy, I think, would like to raise the hell out of inheritance tax, if I remember right. I don't know for sure, but I, people like you have said, have worked their life to build this stuff, and the Democrats want to come along and take it away and divvy it out to these losers that won't even hold a job. And I think that Ramaswamy is one that believes in raising the inheritance tax. Those people, either somebody took a chance to make that fortune, and they don't need to be giving it away to people that won't work. All right, I'm going to have to look that up. Uh, but... You know, as a libertarian, I, I won't vote for somebody who continues to send the country on its current path. Because it, whether we're headed over that cliff at 100 miles an hour or 75 miles an hour, once we go over the cliff, we're over the cliff. That's I want right. someone That's to just, throw the brakes on. Just determined by where you land. You're yeah. going to fall. <laughs> All right. Turner, thank you for but the call. I think, I, pre- I think, let me, I think. People's got to stop hating on Trump because he and you you seem to have problems with him. Yeah, but he's at least done what he said he would do. Did he or tried as best he could? 
Well, he increased regulations, didn't decrease them. He increased the national debt, didn't didn't decrease it. He raised taxes through his tariffs. Uh, I I got problems with. Don't get me wrong. He did some things very well. He didn't get us in any new wars. And frankly, the tax cuts that he enacted did help the economy. The the tariffs are like keeping water away from a mule. No tariffs. If you want to teach a mule how to lead, you let him drink water when you lead him there, or a calf, or anything. Taxes. You put a tariff on and stop those. Go ahead. Tariffs are a tax that consumers pay. You and I are the people who trade, not the government. The country doesn't trade. We trade. And when you put a tariff on any product, you increase the cost of that product. It is a tax that you pay. And at the same time, you hurt exports because they retaliate. And that hurts us, too. So I I don't think the tariffs were a particularly good idea. In fact, I would argue if he hadn't gone to that that war, that, that trade war, he could have had a GDP that rivaled anything Reagan had and and uh, it, it would have been an even more drastic uh, difference between his administration and, and the idiot that's in the White House now. Turner, I got to run, buddy. I appreciate the call. Thank you. I'm glad to have you on. Callers, hang on the line. I, I don't have any choice. Brian's pushing the buttons, and if he doesn't, the computer will. We'll come back and grab your calls on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It's 24 minutes after 11 o'clock. We're talking about this uh, continuing resolution that uh, the Democrats and Republicans are going to shove down our throats. It just isn't going to help. Uh, The debt is going to continue to soar. And and we're seeing this inflation problem come back. It, It didn't go away. It didn't get down to 2%. Now it's going back up. And eventually, if it doesn't get under control, the feds are going to have to raise interest rates more. And when that happens, a bigger chunk of the money you send to the federal government is going to go to servicing the debt, just paying the interest on the debt. And this double, this double whammy of Social Security, you paid into the system through your FICA tax... And you paid your income tax, which is now being diverted back to Social Security, so you're paying twice. (laughs) Only the government could come up with a plan like that. Uh, Let me get Gene on the line. Good morning. Good morning, Gary. How are you today? I am well, thank you. You know, uh, I think our problem, Gary, is that uh, we're a generation of weak people. uh, And I hate to say that because uh, I think that applies to me, too. But we don't have the the discipline that the founders of our country had. Uh, I I hear him talk about cloning people. I wish we could clone Washington, Jefferson, Lincoln, some of these guys and bring it back because you would have to have people like that to stop what we have going on because as one of your prior callers said, everybody wants to be a nice guy. Nobody wants to rock the boat. And to save the country, you're going to have to make real sacrifices, you know, They cry, oh, you're going to shut the government down. Well, what would really happen if we shut the government down? People might miss some paychecks for a while, which we all know they get as soon as the government starts back up. So it's really nothing. But 
you know, people bled and died for this country. Real sacrifices were made for this country, and we don't have the spirit of sacrifice anymore, and that's why we will lose this country. Uh, we're weak, and we don't deserve to keep what we won't fight for. We're weak, and we won't fight to... Uh, yeah. Well, I I can't argue with you. We... we it, it, what I find surprising, Gene, is that Republicans... And understand, I was a Republican from my first vote in 1972 until the late 1990s. I was a Republican. Right. And I believe that they were the party that was fighting for smaller government, that they would do the right thing, make the right choices. And time after time after time, they didn't. And that's what drove me out of the party. It, it's true. There's there's waste on both sides. You know, the uh, the people who are padding the pockets of the uh, industrial uh, uh, the uh, military. Uh, yeah, the industrial military complex. You know, that's on the Republican side. We all know that there's a huge amount of waste on that side too. But you know, nobody wants to cut their their favorite thing, and right. we would have to have cuts on both sides. Right. And you know, I hate to say it, but I I just don't see us. I appreciate guys like you that are actually out there speaking the truth, but we would have to get people that would pay attention to you and actually vote along the lines of correct thinking. And I unfortunately think that our, our society is just past that. It may be, but I'm not going down without a fight. All right. I agree. Thank you, Gene. I appreciate the call and the compliment. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Robin is up next. Good morning, Robin. Good morning. Yes. Uh, I yeah. I just wanted to um, say that I agreed with your caller Turner a hundred percent, and um, your last caller Gene. I'm glad to hear that there's people out there that have some common sense. I need we need some more of it in our country, um, and I agree. As long as we keep putting these people in because we like them and not because they're doing what's best for us, we are just going to continue down this road. We're just too coddled, you know. Everybody's worried about their feelings and what people say and how they get hurt by certain things, you know, that people say, and it's ridiculous. That's, that's not how you run a country, you know? People a need lot to open of, up. A lot of what we get are votes that, uh, for the lesser evil because we're afraid if we, if we stand on our principles and vote for the candidates that really represent the Constitution, well, they might not win, and then we'll have a Democrat in, or, the, or we might have a Republican in on the other side. And so right. we vote for the lesser of two evils, and that's still evil. It never fixes itself. By the no. way, uh, as an aside, when we come back from the news, which we'll be doing in just about a minute, we'll go into the news, we will clarify Ramaswamy's con uh, comments on a wealth tax because he is apparently not in favor of it. I just wanted to pass that along. Robin, get yeah, the last I word. I just think that um, Trump is going to be our best choice. I'm, I'm sorry. A lot of people are, you know, upset about that. But he is one that, uh, you know, politicians lie. They all lie. But he told more truth than the most of them. He was willing to do it. We just didn't want to listen. Well, some people didn't want to listen. But, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Anyway, have a good day. Thanks, Robin. You too. Be careful out there because it is really, really cold. Oh, man. Well, I wouldn't give Brian for a little global warming. I know, right? Now. Oh, man.
All right, Ramaswamy and uh, the uh, wealth tax will clarify that. Una momento on the Gary Nolan Show. It's the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It's uh, 11.35, uh, and I spent the whole break finding out how to get a coffee deal to Brian in the other studio. Very good. Um, all right, so we were talking about the national debt and uh, the unwillingness of either party to actually address it. We just kick it down the street. It's, it, you know, eventually somebody will have to pay, but not us. Well... We will have to pay. Our children will have to pay. Uh, it's just, it's got, it has got to stop. Just telling you. <sighs> well, let's uh, clarify the uh, Ramaswamy wealth tax issue. And uh, here's some audio of him doing uh, an interview with uh, Michael Smirkanish. You are embracing, you correct me if I'm wrong, an inheritance tax rate of at least 59%. Fair? So, so this is a thought experiment in this book. It is unimplementable in the, in the current U.S. system. Here's actually where would, I come out. Would you if you could? I would not in that narrow context because of the sh sh consequences of it. But I stand by the thought experiment in this book, which was this. Look, and this goes to exactly why on the affirmative action topic, I've also said I would let go of legacy admissions at Harvard. I want an even playing field. I say this as somebody who's earned many hundreds of millions of dollars over the course of my life. I believe that if we could all have a low to non-existent flat tax rate over the course of our lives, but trade that off to say that each generation starts in the same place, I would absolutely take that trade in an instant. Okay. All right. So it's a thought experiment. He wouldn't do it if he could. Um, and he is, he, he, he's not in favor of the wealth tax. Here's a guy that is not in favor of us going to war. He wants to uh, cut government spending. He wants to keep taxes uh, at a lower rate. He'd, he'd, be, he'd be inclined to go for a flat tax. I would not. I, I don't like the flat tax. It's better, however, than what, what we have now with the graduated income tax. And I, I just think he's, you know, miles ahead of the other Republican candidates. Um, now, you know, certainly he is uh, better than uh, the two gubernatorial candidates that are left. I would hope, I would hope that he would uh, do better. But he is not in favor of the wealth tax. That is... Um, that's clear. Well, let's see what we got here. Uh, Jay says, Gary, a correction from your earlier comment this morning. The Steelers-Bills game is at 3.30 this afternoon, not this evening, as previously stated on CBS Channel 13. Uh, if you look for it this evening, your wife will have missed the game. I am sure that whatever time the game is on, my bride has found it. The Pittsburgh Steelers are her passion. Uh, she, uh, without a doubt, will find the game. 
and she probably will never miss it. Uh, Gary, any interest in adding the AT&T overlay of the area code as one of your storylines for the show? We'd love to hear somebody at AT&T or the Government Commission covering phone lines discuss the reasons for doing the overlay process. I heard that they are running out of phone numbers, but they can't be running out of three-digit exchange codes. Uh, I don't know anything about this. Brian, do you know anything about this? AT? I do not, no. Uh-uh. Jay, I'll have to look into it because I, I'm, I'm not familiar with this. Uh, Gary, speaking of evil, I recommend reading Bill O'Reilly's uh, newest historical book, Killing the Witches. It sheds light on what's going on today in our nation. Can I be honest with you? I And I know Bill O'Reilly. I, I've, I, I remember talking to him several times when he first started at Fox News. And I'm, I'm not a big fan of his. I'm, I'm just being honest with you. He wrote that piece on Ronald Reagan suggesting that Reagan was uh, was uh, suffering uh, from uh, Alzheimer's and wasn't in command of his faculties. And, and he, at the time that he's suggesting Reagan was suffering from this was when he was meeting in Reykjavik and worked out a, a deal that you know ultimately led to... Uh, the Soviet Union collapse. I I don't think for even a moment that he was suffering from uh, Alzheimer's at the time. And I do believe that he was, in fact, in command of his faculties. Uh, so I don't trust his work. Um, and I also know several people who directly worked with President Reagan... So, no, uh, I'm not a big fan of his. All right, let me, uh, where am I at here? I guess I'll go to Chris. Chris on the overlay. Chris, welcome. Yeah, uh, by the way, I don't think we ever really had a sharper president than Reagan, did we? I mean, the dude could think, and he was quick. You know, uh, not not in the last century. Well, not lately, for sure. Uh, the phone overlay, I got some kind of notice on this. I don't really think it's AT&T. I think it's the entire phone system. But they're going to insert a new area code in this area. And what's going to happen, I don't remember if it's a year or what the date was. I pretty much ignored it, as I always do. I'll deal with it when it gets here. But if you want to call Brian, you're going to have to use his area code. Okay? And if you want to call anybody locally here, you're going to have to use an area code. Because they're, I guess, doubling up on the numbers or whatever. So that's kind of the plan. But, yeah, get, get somebody on that, uh, you know, really knows what it's all about. But that's basically the lowdown. I don't understand. Like fun, huh? I don't understand how we could be in trouble with uh, with phone numbers. You know, it, it certainly there's a surge in the number of uh, cell phones, but similarly, there is a huge drop in the number of landlines. Yeah, but keep in mind we're letting in you know 10 million people and handing them all cell phones, so there are more phones. <laughs> do well, you have I a mean, landline? Seriously, but I, I actually still do. Uh, why, I don't know sometimes, but I've hung on to it. It's relatively cheap to keep, and I've had it for like 35 years, same number. So, you know, people know how to get a hold of me. I guess they want to, but it is there when you need it and when the cell phones don't work or whatever, but I'll probably dump it one of these days. I just, you know, I've dumped everything else from CenturyLink, CenturyTel, because it all sucks. 
I'll get to that pretty soon. But I will actually, I'm not, I'm not through them on my number. I sh- I'll take that back. I'm on the uh, socket deal with the the uh, internet what called, fiber optic, but it's my same number. So yeah. All right, uh, Chris. Thank you. All right. All right. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. You don't, you don't have a landline, do you, Brian? Not an official landline as you and I used to think about it. It's an internet landline. You the, yeah, you're, you you actually turned me on to it. Yeah. It's the, uh, sorry, <clears throat> it's the Vonage device. Yeah. That it hooks worked. into your router. Uh, it worked. At one point, I had uh, two, hard, two landlines and a cell phone, and Gwen had a cell phone, and I was paying for my sister's cell phone, and at some point, it was like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> Something's yeah. got to give here. Uh, and that was it. But I, And I think I talked about this last week. It, it, it came up. How much fun it used to be when the phone would ring. <laughs> and everybody would make a mad dash to be the first one to answer the phone. I don't even know why. I don't know why. But And, and we used to have to. And you wouldn't do this today. This would be a bad idea today. But we used to answer the phone, Nolan's Residence. Today, you don't want to give away your name. You don't want to do that. You just say, hello. Uh, but kids don't have that anymore. Without a landline, they just answer their own phones. You keep your phone number in your hand. It's in your pocket. Did you used to do that? Do you have to, you and your brothers, uh, make a dash for the phone? I think so, yeah. You think so? You're so I, well, old you can't remember. I mean, we were so cheap that we had a party line. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. Do you remember those? You'd pick up those yeah. like, yeah, we can't call right now. The uh, other party is using it. My my uh, my aunt had a party line. And I can remember picking up the phone and hearing a conversation. And because we didn't have one uh, at our house, I wasn't familiar. I couldn't. I thought the phone lines were crossed or something. Right. I was just a kid. Uh, but it, it's... Uh, it was a you know a rite of passage. The phone would ring and zing, we'd all run for the phone. And it, and it was at the time. That's how we'd answer it. Nolan's residence. Not anymore. Now you don't. Now you don't want to give your name out. All right, we got to take a quick break. We're going to come back and uh, and wrap it up. It's the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. Ten minutes to noon. Glad to have you with us. Telephone number is here, 800-529-5572 or 874-9390. Or go to GaryNolan.com, send me a message there. Uh, somebody sent me a link on Facebook on this uh, phone number thing. Uh, and it's not just AT&T. And it appears that if Brian and I both have a, a 573 area code uh, phone number, we still have to dial the 573 to connect. So if you got a if your area code five seven three and you're calling somebody else in area code five seven three, you have to go five seven three and then the seven digit number. Otherwise, uh, you'll get a recording that says you have to hang up and dial again and include the area code. That's weird. That is weird. I wonder what the point of that actually is. Uh, and then they uh, say that they are going to add a new area code. Now, this, by the way, kicks in on February 24th. On March 24th, new phone lines, you may get a new 235 area code. So, apparently, the population in central Missouri is picking up that much. Um, 
I got an interesting message uh, from a listener at GaryNolan.com. He said, hi, Gary. The 1130 News indicated that President Biden is going to be in Philadelphia celebrating Martin Luther King Jr. It's just a matter of time, knowing how the president loves to tell whoppers, that he will indicate that he helped President Abe Lincoln write the Emancipation Proclamation. Just saying. (laughs) He really knows this president, doesn't he? Uh, to the phones, uh, what is this landline? Sandra, Sandra, welcome. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. I have an internet landline. Now, now it was put in not too long ago, switched over. And I thought it would work similar to the regular landline. Uh-uh. When the electricity went out a week or so ago here in Jefferson City, I couldn't use that landline. It's not a landline. It's an internet line with a different phone number. Yeah, you lose the uh, electricity. Your yeah. your phone goes dead. Yeah, you lose your internet. Uh huh. But- so to me, it's not worth having it anymore because you know I, I can't call anybody or call any companies that could help us. Well, with- I. I have a solution for you. I have a oh, solution good. for you. And it's not terribly expensive. And, and I think you can get them at Walmart or any department store. Certainly you can get them online. You can get a power supply, a battery power supply. You plug it into an outlet. And then um, you plug in those essentials in your house that you would need in the event of a power failure. Like your router and your phone. Mm-hmm. And when the electricity goes out, the battery takes over instantly. And you can make phone calls. It's kind of like a mini generator. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. And then you're... Uh, go, go ahead. ahead. Well, well, you oh. plug it into the outlet, and it charges the battery. And when it, and, and then you, uh, you plug in your internet router or maybe your television set and your phone because they'll mm-hmm. usually have three or four different uh, outlets and in the event of a power failure in fractions of a second when the power goes out the battery takes over great I wondered if the name of it is actually called power supply If when I go to Walmart and say power supply that's what I need oh boy backup power backup Power, backup battery power, something like that. Oh, okay. Okay. That's wonderful. Thanks but, for having me. Oh, Sandra, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, look it up on the interwebs. Um, Gwen got me one of those uh, last year for Christmas. And it, you know, comes in handy. You know, if you're on the, uh, the internet, if you're writing something on a computer and the power goes out, some some software won't save it. Whatever you wrote is gone. Uh, but my computers are are backed up with this battery powered uh, thing. And if there's a um, the power failure, I have time to save it and shut down. So, a couple of options that are out there. Uh, what else do we have here? <laughs> Chris is right. The new area code two five three. Okay. Um, there are, there's an economist who's uh, talking 
about the economy over the course of the next year. It's in the Wall Street Journal. And he says the probability, probability of a recession is less likely today than it was last year. I think it's going to happen anyway. Based on everything that I'm seeing, it's going to happen. We saw this, uh, the inflation uh, on uh, everything from groceries to uh, housing and things like that uh, edge back up again. And I think they're going to have to increase interest rates if that continues. Uh, that's going to lead to the to the slowdown. And we may already be suffering it. But, but what this economist is saying is it might not really be a recession. It'll just feel like one. This is what we called in the 80s the economic malaise. This is what, uh, you know, we enjoyed under the Carter administration. A recession in the year ahead seems a little less likely than it appeared at the start of 2023. But they're expecting growth, GDP growth, to hover around 1%. That's about as close as you can get to a recession without actually being in one. That stagnation ultimately, I think, will end up in a recession. I kind of think we're already just on the fringe of it right now. And if they um, raise the price, if the price of goods that are shipped into the country go up, and I think they will because now they're shipping uh, energy, oil, things like that, all the way down around Africa and then back up to the United States, if because the Houthi rebels are in, in, in the whole thing in the, in the Middle East with Israel and the radical Islamists, that's going to add inflationary pressure on top of everything else. And I think the recession is going to hit. I just am more convinced. Uh, the story about people not being able to afford their cars today uh, that came out of, I think it was, uh, was it Newsweek or Time? I, I don't remember which one. <clears throat> but you put it all together and it, it paints a very bleak economic picture. And if it only results in 1% GDP, this economist is right. It will still feel like a recession. And the only way that's going to change is if they cut spending. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day, Carpe Diem. Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.